0: All right. Welcome back to the big program. Uh, thanks for the text from Chris there. Love the show. Six years ago, we lost our boy, Gord Downey. So let's hear some hip today. Uh, thanks. Keep up uh, the good work. Uh, Kevin Carey, along with uh, Grant Fier, uh Fierzy, were you a big, tragically hip fan?
1: I was. Yeah. And was lucky enough to get an opportunity to meet Gord Downey. So
0: oh.
1: I did. the unfortunate part of life is at some point it ends. So...
0: What kind was that Yeah. What was that encounter awesome. like? Yeah. What was that encounter like when you met Gord?
1: Well, fortunately with our group of Oilers, we get to meet a lot of guys. So and that's kind of the fun part of that group is we got to experience life and Glenn was really good about that and introducing us to successful people and pointing out that the more of those people you meet, the better chance you have of being successful yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that would have been, uh, you know, I mean, back in in the the eighties and and the nineties when the hip were just, uh, I mean, I mean, Canadian institution for sure, um, must have been a very neat uh, experience. Six years ago, Gord Downie, uh, man, time flies for sure. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, I guess this day in hockey history is uh, nineteen ninety one. I wanted to talk to you about this, um, Paul Coffey. Uh, your dear friend, became the all-time leading scorer amongst defensemen in the uh, National Hockey League, uh, passing Dennis Potman. At the time, it was uh, 1,053 points. Um, 1991, and then, you know, coffee went on to rack up about another 500 or so. Um, Your thoughts on probably, you know, one of the greatest offensive defensemen ever to play in the NHL?
1: Oh, most definitely. I mean, and fun to play with. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing is Janukoff was out there for offense and he would be the first one to tell you that he was there for the offensive side of things. And we had a lot of fun playing with each other where I might give up a goal. He'd give me a hard time. He might give up an opportunity. I'd give him a hard time, but it's such a fun guy to play with and such a talent. I mean, he made skating just look so easy. We'd have some days where we would skate a lot in practice. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like a walk in the park for Coff.
0: Um, so the only defenseman with more points uh, all time is Raymond Bork, uh, finished with 1,579. Uh, Paul Coffey finished with 1,531. So uh, we, we were t- talking about it earlier, Grant, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago about uh, records that will never be broken. And the first one that you and I came to, uh, mine was uh, uh with the Glenn Hall, 502 regular season games starting consecutively in goal. That there's no possible way that one will ever, ever, uh, be broken. But here's a record with scoring for defensemen. I mean, we were talking about this uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Kale McCarr would have to play another thousand games and pick up a thousand points to even be in the conversation. So when you look back at those guys, like in the heyday when you were playing Raymond Bork, uh, Paul Coffey, and uh, at the top of the list is Al McKinnis, Phil Housley. Why do you think that those defensemen had such a an affinity to rack up points? It was a different era. We know that. But, uh, man, that must have been just sweet to watch all those great defensemen put up the numbers that they did.
1: It was. It was fun to watch Coff rack them up, but it wasn't so much fun playing against the other guys. <laughs> but, no, the, the game was a much more offensive game back then. I think that's the different thing is – Teams didn't play defend, real defensive systems. I mean, I know when we played teams, their defense was to try and force us to do something, while our defense was, if we've got the puck, guess what? We don't have to play defense. Mm-hmm. So I, turned, you tried to turn games into run and gun. Yeah. And a lot of teams got caught up in that, where they would play run and gun with you. So there were going to be a lot of points.
0: Kevin Carey is Grant Fear on Sports 1440. We're going to bring in Grant's uh, teammate Bill Ranfer. A little bit in uh, 15 minutes or so. Billy Ranford will join us from, he's actually in Hawaii, Grant.
1: Man. That's what you get to do when you're the director of goaltending. You get to go to nice places during the season,
0: <laughs> man. I, you know, it was. I think it's about it was minus two when we left the house today. You're you're in 95 degrees uh, Palm Desert. I'm sure it's the the, the dewy moist of uh, Hawaii is going to be just fine with Bill. So uh, you guys are going to be just talking, just great here. Um, you know, uh, text coming in into 1440 and uh, people asking about and talking about where Leon is set up. and and how he has success against uh, Nashville and and things like that. Uh, It does make a ton of sense down low. Leon plays a slower style. Uh, The Predators kind of play a slower style. That's in his wheelhouse style-wise. I don't know what you can draw from there, but that comes from imitation Tom. And on the subject of slow, um, this comes from Matt. We never got to it. It came a little uh, earlier. Um, Hey, guys, uh, what do you think about the Evgeny Kuznetsov shootout move uh, last night uh, kind of breaks the spirit of the shootout. Now I'm not sure if you had a chance to to have a look at that Grant from last night, uh, but Evgeny Kuznetsov came in very, 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 very slow. Um, your thoughts on that kind of style, that kind of uh, attempt shootout attempt by Kuznetsov last night?
1: Yeah, you know what, it, it does break the spirit of it, but at the same time, it comes down to patience. I mean, as a goalie. The longer you can be patient, the harder it is for a forward because at some point they have to make a move. So if you can stay square to them, fast, slow, it's actually harder when a guy comes in fast Mm -hmm. because you have less time to be patient. Guy comes in slow, it's a matter of patience. I mean, I used to love breakaways. I thought it was fun. I thought it was entertaining. So I kind of wish we'd had a shootout back then, especially with the guys we had. Would have looked a lot better in the wind column. (laughs) But at the same time, it all comes down to patience.
0: So uh, when Kuznetsov is coming in that slow, as a goaltender, would you um, contemplate strategy-wise maybe a poke check or is that the wrong time, wrong move? It's
1: harder to poke check when a guy comes in slow. Okay. So you're just trying to stay square and you, you adjust your pace moving back into the net to his pace. So he's coming slow, you back in slow. If he comes fast, you back in fast. And the closer he gets to the net, the less space he has.
0: So, as a goaltender, you're basically trying to stay as square to the shooter, as you said, when he's coming in that slow. Um, in my mind, he's only going one spot, and that would, like, where he went was low blocker side, or is he, I mean, he I guess he has five hole as an option, but when he's coming in that slow, does he, does the shooter have that option, or is he running out of options?
1: He's running out of options, and, you read where the puck is if he's got the puck out in front of him pretty good chance he's going to try and deke if he's got the puck off to the side of him pretty good chance he's going to shoot it so you kind of play odds you kind of look at where the puck is and the one thing that doesn't move is the center of the chest Mm -hmm. so if that center of the chest stays square to you you about an 80 percent chance he's going to shoot it
0: Hmm. good point You've uh, you've given a lot of tips right now to all the goalies in the shootouts. <laughs> what do you what do you make Grant when um, it seems almost every shooter now, if they're a left handed shot, they swoop in on the right side. If they're a right handed shot, they swoop in all the way and they try to make the goalie go across. What do you make of that?
1: They're trying to change the angle on you. So obviously, coming in, the Europeans started that where they come in on their off wing. It just gives the shooter more options. So the wider the angle they're trying to force you to move before they move so again it comes down to that patience thing where you kind of have to read what they want you to do and try to stay patient in your own game
0: was there a guy that you played against again no shootouts when you played but um, in breakaways or even a penalty shot that you uh, you you were as you you always say I want to go up against the best but was there a guy that maybe gave you a little more trouble on uh, breakaways or, or penalty shots
1: um, Mario was tough because he had the big reach
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean you could read it perfectly but you could also reach around you because he had that giant reach and then a guy like Pavel Bure that came in at a thousand miles an hour where you didn't get a whole lot of time to react those those are the toughest guys to deal with
0: um, Mario that must have been just a uh, again, the reach, but he always had that ability to go upstairs so quickly. He, I don't know what if it was the loft on his stick or whatever it was, but was that a guy that could go shelf on you? And again, being a right-handed catcher, a lot of times he'd be going blocker side on you. Would that be more correct to say?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you try and cheat a little bit to your blocker to not let them see that. So the optical illusion is to give them enough net to see to your strength. So my glove side was my strength, so I wanted to make sure that they saw a lot of net on the glove side because players react in a quarter of a second when they see something. So if they see empty net on that side, they're going to go to that side. So you're trying to get them to go to where you want them to go.
0: So Mario would be going more blocker side. If he were trying to go up high on you more so than glove side. Fair.
1: Mario actually like to go five hole on me. (laughs) (laughs) So they're bad spots sometimes and they shoot it right at you.
0: Um. So, there's another guy. I mean, one of the greatest players to ever play. Um, and we've talked about Canada Cups with you and stuff like that. But that that 87 with uh, with Wayne Gretzky and Mario and all the great players, man. was that When you look at all the teams you played on, can you just comment on how great that team was? So,
1: uh, that's obviously probably the most talented team I've ever played on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at our two top defensemen, Ray Bork, Paul Coffey. So... It, not too shabby. No. And then he, add, then he added in a guy like Larry Murphy. Yeah. So there's probably three of the top scoring defensemen in the history of the game right there. So we could pretty much score from anywhere. It was a matter of so could the Soviets. So it, it made <laughs> for some entertaining hockey. It made for a lot of good offensive hockey.
0: Uh, Larry Murphy ranked fifth all time in scoring, only 1,217 points. That's it. Um, and then, you know what's funny? On that goal, did... I always say, man. I think a lot of people thought that Mario might have thought about passing to Larry Murphy on that game-winning goal for about one second, or maybe less than that, right? And then when um,
1: he went- <laughs> saw the top of the net.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no kidding. Uh, we want to switch gears. A couple other things I wanted to address before we get to Bill Ranford with Grant Fuhr on Sports 1440. Uh, Connor Bedard's been in the NHL for well a week. How do you think he's handled everything? Um, it's been a, I mean, for an 18-year-old kid, Grant, I mean, this is an unbelievable week for such a young guy and how he's handled things.
1: I think he's been really good. I mean, I know people are expecting him to really light it up, but if you're an 18-year-old kid playing against grown men that most of them have played pro for a while. So it's not going to be quite as easy as people think. But I think he's done pretty well, and I think he's played pretty well.
0: What do you think um, as far as, I mean, Taylor Hall came out yesterday and had some comments saying, you know, oh, man, you know, everyone's asking him for an in-between period interview and da 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 We had Frank Saravalli on and said, well, he didn't really agree with what Taylor Hall said. That's what, according to Frank, he wants, he thinks that we need to build and build and, and grow the game. Uh, what are your thoughts about such a young guy um, basically having to be one of the faces and i mean one of the faces uh, of the nhl of the league so early on in his career
1: i think it's hard on him Mm -hmm. and obviously you'd like him just to be able to play the game so off days i get it doing some media stuff now i get that the media side of it you want to talk to him all the time you want to build the game around him. but at the same time you've got to give him space to grow and play yeah and i think that's the hardest part is that, yeah, he's an 18-year-old kid, and I think sometimes they lose perspective in that, that he, yeah, he is. He's 18 years old, and he's not used to having to do that every day, so it's that's going to be an added weight to him that I'm kind of hoping that the Blackhawks kind of shut it down on game day. Mm -hmm. and You can talk to him after the game. You can talk to him the day before the game, but just let him play.
0: You know, I mean, it happens here. I mean, the Oilers, uh, I bet when you think about it, I mean... You know, between Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, uh, that's how the media relations staff says, well, okay, well, one of these guys is going to talk one day, one guy's going to talk the next day, and it's not going to be both on the same day. That's how they look at it. So, uh yeah, the
1: goalies uh, play bad, then the goalies have to talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no kidding. Hey, we're going to talk to two goalies when we come back. Uh, your old teammate and friend uh, Bill Ranford will join us. Uh, that's coming up right after the break. So stay with us. Uh, Grant Fuhrer, Bill Ranford on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Um, Well, there's probably one thing I never thought I would probably do in my broadcasting career in 33 years is uh, talk to Grant Fuhrer, Bill Ranford and have it introed by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Probably not. I can't see that happening. Um, Time now for our alumni report brought to you by Mr. Lube. This uh, report is brought to you by Mr. Lube. Stop in now for an oil change. No appointment necessary. Be winter ready at one of our nine Edmonton locations. Check out com. Kevin Carrius, Grant Fear, and we welcome in Bill Ranford. Morning, Bill. How are you? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, so Grant was saying it's been probably a good year since you guys had a chance to kind of catch up and uh, hook up. So this is going to be kind of nice. Can uh, you discuss, I guess, uh, your what you guys have been doing in the sense of uh, keeping in touch? Billy, we'll start with you in the last year. I know you've been obviously the director of goaltending for the LA Kings and, and you've been busy with the Kings organization. But what's it kind of nice, like to kind of catch up with Grant after a little bit of a hiatus here?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing is it's just uh, it's like uh, old times, you know. Uh, Piers and I had a great relationship when we played together. We had uh, lots of fun, and uh, you know, he taught taught me a lot, you know, especially about winning and and. How to handle the pressure of, of playing in the NHL, and um, you know I was very appreciative of that.
0: Grant, do you remember when Bill came to the Oilers uh, in the trade uh, for Andy Mogan in, in 1988, and kind of touch on what it was like uh, your sort of initial meeting with uh, a young goaltender?
1: I do a very talented young goaltender. I mean, I think that was the fun part. Is Billy was great to have as a partner. I mean, one, he's a phenomenal competitor even in practice, and. I think we have a lot of the same theories and practices. You didn't want to find any pucks behind you. So you forced each other to be good, even in practice. And you forced each other to be good to get game time. And mm-hmm. I think that's the fun part of it. Plus we were friends. And I think that's the greatest part is yeah, you're friends, you're competitors, but all on a positive side.
0: Bill, do you remember when you first came to Edmonton in eighty eight?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. It
2: was it was a bit of a blur. I was playing in uh in the minors for the Maine mariners. I got there and uh at that time uh Daryl Ray was, was uh Fierzy's backup and uh I remember just standing on the boards and you know my uh junior years I was playing in New Westminster, but uh my family was in Red Deer so obviously saw a lot of the Oilers and you you're just uh I was kind of standing on the boards, and Teddy Green was beside me and and uh he's like uh kid, just uh wait your turn uh Daryl's gonna be uh moving on to the minors tomorrow, just uh take it all in and and uh I was just kinda you know standing in a little bit in awe at 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 first, and then once I got to know my teammates, it was just uh, a great experience, and then obviously the the run to the Stanley Cup that year was was amazing. It was a real uh, learning experience for me to mm-hmm. to go through that and and uh, watch the ups and downs that you go through uh, through a playoffs and and how you handle it. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that that I learned uh, um, from Grant that year was that you know Fiers he explained to me you can't you can't have too many highs, you can't have too many lows, and and I think I really enjoyed that that experience of of learning from him and. And, you know, so appreciative of, you know, because we're, we're obviously battling for ice time mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But for me, I was a young guy and just learning. And uh, that was that was a great experience for me.
0: Yeah, we got a ton of text coming in at one eight three i will just let both you guys answer this. We'll go with Grant first and then Bill. But how did that relationship uh, kind of foster when you first met in in 88 uh, as, you know, kind of moving on in the first couple of years uh, of your career here in Bill and kind of your last couple of years of your career here in Edmonton Grant.
1: Uh, you know what? When a new guy comes in, your job's to make him comfortable. And his teammates playing the same position, it's kind of, it's my job to help Billy any way I can. And Billy was great because it helps me. You see a young guy's enthusiasm. It can't help. I, I wasn't old at that point, but I was older. Mm-hmm. How's that? Yeah, <laughs> But no, I mean, it's great having somebody that you enjoy being around as your partner. I think that's the biggest thing is, yes, it's competitive, but at the same time, it's fun. And we see the game the same way. You compete the game the same way. And, it, again, it made both of us better. Bill? Yeah, I mean, we were both very uh, – we weren't
2: probably the most technically sound guys that were between the pipes. We were very athletic. Um uh we kind of wore the game on our sleeve the way we approached it um but back then you have to realize there was no goalie coaches and and we really relied on each other um to help each other out whether you know probably me more so the the way we practiced uh it wasn't a really uh goalie friendly friendly practice at that time There was a lot of Two on ones, three on os, and you know a lot of movement. And and there's some days early on where, you know, I wasn't having a lot of success. And and uh, you know, Fiersy was a guy that I kind of leaned on. And and you know, he, he just explained about being patient, but understanding that you know, just you work and you try and make the saves. And and all of a sudden, when you get into those game situations, when you have those odd man rushes and those those opportunities that that you need to come up with a big save while we were going through it every day in practice. So you started to learn. And once I understood that, um, you know, it, it, it was great, but we sat beside each other, you know, we went for dinner all the time with each other. We, you know, it was just a real learning experience. And, and you know, we, we enjoyed each other's company. It was it was fun to be around and, and fun to learn. And and uh, I don't know, I guess we kind of both had the same sort of uh personality so we just we mm-hmm. went with it
0: uh bill ranford's our guest kevin carries and grant fear sports 1440 so um i guess grant we'll start with you that personality thing what was it about bill that was so similar to how you kind of looked at the game um reacted and then kind of uh, transpired to what you wanted to do on the ice between the two of you
1: It's kind of like Billy said, we weren't the most technically sound. I mean, I'll never be accused of being a technically sound goalie. But you read and react. And we both kind of saw the game that way. We both played the game that way. And we both were fairly laid back. And I think that's the key is we enjoyed being around each other. We enjoyed each other's company. So you went to dinners. You had fun at practice. Yeah, some days weren't going to be as good as others. We knew that. Drills Mm -hmm. weren't exactly designed for our benefit. So you kind of you're there to lean on each other when the day when practices. I mean, you get three on os, five on os. Some days you're not going to look very good. That's just the way it is. But we had each other to lean on, and that's what a good partner is. You have each other to lean on in the game
0: and outside the game. Uh, Bill, how much did did you push each other? Do you think?
2: I think because we were so similar in the way we played, we pushed each other every day. You know. Right from uh training camp on we uh you know neither of us really liked to uh, we like to do our work inside the crease. we we uh we weren't big on the skating aspect of things that used to happen uh back in the old days and um you know so we kind of we used to pace ourselves together and we you know you never wanted to to make the other guy look bad, so we just uh we worked hard but we we made sure we skated together.
0: Uh, Bill Ranford's our guest, uh, Kevin Carries and co-host Grant Fuhr every Tuesday from 9 to 11 on Sports 1440. So, Bill, when you came here in 88, uh, the Oilers win the cup and you must be thinking, you know, this could be pretty sweet for a long time. When Gretzky gets traded, um, 89 happens and, you know, it's kind of everyone. And and Grant, you've kind of said this. Uh, on our previous shows it was kind of like a bit of a a fog for a little while because of of what happened trading the greatest player in in history so Bill can you kind of touch on how you sort of um, grew from that you know 88 when you got here to 89 and then we're going to get into 1990 when you guys won the cup again
2: well I I think you know I was up in uh, um, up in Cold Lake Alberta when when it happened and Mm -hmm. and uh, I was working a a hockey school with the O'Grodnicks and uh on the military base in Cold Lake and and the announcement came out and and everybody, you know, cuz we're way up in the north, everybody thought it was just a joke and then all of a sudden the uh TV clips started rolling in and um you know I I with Grant it was just it was such a shocker, you know, he was he was the face of the, the Oilers and mm-hmm. and it took everybody uh a little bit of time and and obviously him going to to LA was was so big for hockey and, you know, he just kept rolling uh, along and, and our group, uh, I think was just trying to deal with it in the early part. And, um, you know, and, and for me, I was a young guy and, and, uh, you know, my job was to continue to learn and grow. And that's what I tried to do. But, um, you know, it, it, he was a, he was such a good friend to so many guys, um, you know, treated me for, for somebody coming in as a, as an outsider that hadn't been around the team uh, in that very short time, he he was uh, very good to me, and I was always appreciative of that. So, it, it stung everybody, but uh, you know, you got to move on, and I think that's it. Just took the team a little bit of time to do that.
0: So, Grant, in in that period of '88, when you're the you know you're the main man in goal, and then into '1990, and and again, everyone says Grant Fear one of the best teammates of all time. How were you in supporting Bill? you know, I guess in that playoff in 1990 uh, when the Oilers won the fifth cup and Bill was the con Smythe. Can you just kind of explain that support? And then, you know, Bill, can you kind of pony off of that and uh, touch on how much Grant meant to your success in that postseason?
1: Well, you know what? Billy played phenomenal. I mean, I wrecked a shoulder, I'm going to say Decemberish, and got glued back together, kind of like Humpty Dumpty. I got glued <laughs> back together again. So, but Billy took over and Billy was phenomenal. The whole stretch run right through the playoffs and actually elevated his game and got even better. I mean, the way he played the last half of the year should have had a shot at the Vesna and then definitely earned the Conn Smythe. I mean, he was phenomenal right from the start of the playoffs, right through the final.
0: Bill, uh, just talk about the support, I guess, that Grant had for you. Uh, you know, on that playoff run, back half of nineteen ninety, and then into the into the playoff run.
2: Well, I think that's exactly what it was. It was a support. You know, we we through the through the run in in um, eighty eight. Me learning there, then the following season playing together. Um, just you know, I think the biggest thing Grant was just a, a support mechanism and a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the Winnipeg series, we I started off a little bit slow and. And you know that that's where you know he really just sat me down and was like, "Stick with the program um you know it's one game, and you know things will turn around. it's just keep playing your type of game and and um you know without without somebody like Grant to you know kind of Give you a little pat in the in the behind and say you know you just stick with it you know I don't know how that that would have gone and we probably wouldn't have got out of the first round which mm-hmm. which would have been you know a shocker um, even though Winnipeg was a very very good team um, you know we were just expected expected to win and it took seven to do it but mm-hmm. um, you know just just having just having that voice I think that 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 reassurance from somebody that that had been there doing it you know obviously. Um, before.
0: That's Bill Ranford, Kevin Carrius, Grant Fuhrer on Sports 1440 text coming in to 1-833-401-1440 this comes from Jeff uh, in Red Deer I guess I grew up in Red Deer in 81, Billy you've been my idol since I was a kid my mom went to work with your mom Calla I will be there when your name goes up in Roger's place around the ring of honor. That comes from Jeff. Um, Lots of texts coming in. Uh, How about this one? And this is going to be something I wanted to address with you, Bill. Uh, This one comes uh, saying, I was watching Miracle with my two boys uh, about 20 years ago. During one hockey scene, the goalie made a huge kick save, and I yelled out, that's Bill Ranford. My kids had no idea who I was talking about, and years later, I finally found out that it was Bill Ranford. So, Bill, the here is talking about the movie Miracle. Uh, Kurt Russell played Herb Brooks and you played Jim Craig. So, how did that come about when you were sort of I guess, would you call it a stunt double, stand-in? What what, what did you call it and what was that experience like for you?
2: Yeah, I was the uh, the body double for uh for the for Jim Craig in, in the movie. It just uh the the movie was being filmed in Vancouver. Uh, I had just retired. Um, and originally, um, they were going to go up to Prince George to finish filming. And with me just retiring, I was like, I'm not going away for two months. I'm finally home. Um, and they, they made a, a change due to financial situations with Disney and, and decided to stay in Vancouver. And it was just a scenario where the goalie that they had, um, that they were going to use, um, they weren't getting any real good shots, and uh, all of a sudden my phone rang off the hook, and um, the producer brought me into the to the rink and and kind of schmoozed me a little bit, and uh, I I basically filmed out all the Jim Craig scenes uh, hmm. in in the last three and a half uh, four weeks of, of filming, and and was part of a you know an amazing hockey hockey movie and and amazing people. There was a lot of great young uh, American kids that were Division Three hockey players. There was a lot of local Canuck alumni or NHL alumni players that, that were involved in the movie, so it was just a, a real good uh, four weeks of bonding and fun.
0: Hey Grant, what did you think of, of that movie? What Bill did, and did, did you or had you ever had any opportunities like that?
1: Uh, you know, I thought the movie was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I thought Billy did a phenomenal job of it. I mean, I know Jimmy Craig a little bit, so it he did a pretty good copy of Jimmy Craig. And I think that was the, that was the great part of it. Then let's see, have I ever done a movie? I did one movie. I did senseless with Marlon Wayans, okay. which was more of a comedy thing, but it, we had a little bit of fun with it. Did you guys get to play shinny a whole bunch, Billy?
2: Yeah, that's where a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, the hockey scenes ended up coming out of the shinny. We, there were certain scenes that they had to film to be part of the movie. So they would match up. But then at the, at the end of the day, they would uh, they would allow us just to play play shinny hockey, and I think that's where they got a lot of, a lot of the more of the fast action part of the, the hockey scenes. And they just throw the puck down and the only part that you had to worry about, not not me, but the players is they had a, a cameraman on the ice. Mm-hmm. They call it the Pogo camera where he had uh, a, a camera strapped to his chest and he was, Getting the live shots, just uh, he was on skates and trying to get involved in the play and getting the live shots. So that's where a lot of that came from. So it was, it was pretty cool to see uh, the end product because uh, we were heavily involved as a group in some of the, the, the hockey scene decisions. But seeing it all put together uh, was pretty amazing.
0: What what did you think of the final product, Bill? Because as you said, there were so many American NCAA kids. And and it was one of the few movies in hockey that, you know, the guys could skate. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. No, it was – I I think there was uh, um, a lot of worry uh, when – when they left Canada and started heading back to to the U.S. to to cut the the, the movie and stuff. But uh, Chris Nelson uh, was kind of the hockey liaison, um, and I still see him around a lot in in, in L.A., but I think he did a good job trying to keep the the game, uh, the movie as game-like as possible, and and that that was kind of his job as as the hockey liaison um, for, for the you know, kind of the Disney part of it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I just thought it was, like you said, it was very realistic. Everybody could skate. It was, it, it was just a well-done uh movie to, you know, very hockey-like.
0: Well, you know, Grant, if they ever redo Slapshot, maybe you could be the Denny Lemieux. You know, the right-handed catcher in Slapshot. Never know.
1: I don't know if I'm that high-strung. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my allergies, my allergies to these <laughs> fans, has returned. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you, Bill, just a little bit about, you know, kind of growing up in Canada, you moved around a lot because of, uh, your dad was in the armed forces. That's correct. And uh, is that correct? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, was a firefighter in the military.
0: Okay. So kind of how did that, I guess, you know, moving around as a kid is tough. So, you know, what was that like and kind of how you tried to settle in, in certain locales, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't easy, but it it also uh, played perfectly into the into the lifestyle of of the NHL, you know, of moving around different teams and traveling. But, you know, from seven to thirteen, I was over in Germany playing over there, and then you come back to Canada, and um, you know, you're constantly because we did move around, you're you're constantly breaking down barriers because you're one of two goalies that's trying to make a team. And a lot of the in the small communities, there's guys that have already been the one of the two goalies for most of their, of their short lifetime. So I think that was probably the toughest part. Mm-hmm. But the best part of it was, you know, usually I had, you know, 18 to 20 friends real quick in a new community um, that I could kind of latch on to and. and and have friends right off the bat that, you know, my sisters didn't always have that, that opportunity. So, um, you know, one, once, I, you know, got through the, you know, the stress of trying to make the team and, and, um, and then finally settling in, I think it gave me just, you know, an opportunity to meet friends a lot quicker.
0: Grant, did you have something that you wanted to add there? I kind of felt you wanted to jump in there.
1: No, I'm just curious how Billy's enjoying the new gig. I was director of goalie development versus being goalie coach.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, for fifteen years of, of playing and then another fifteen in the NHL but six in between of, of junior hockey, uh, I'm not missing the sitting on the edge of my seat for every single save, every win, every loss. Um, you know, dealing with that on, on a daily basis. It's nice to to be able to work from home. Um you know, kind of what we've been talking about today is now I'm I'm that voice, the you know trying to help the uh, the goal, the different goalie coaches at the different levels out, um, overseeing all all that sort of thing. Getting a little bit on the budget side of of learning about uh, you know a budget for my guys for travel that sort of thing. So it's a it's a quite a a, a right turn, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm still trying to figure my way out, but. Being able to, after being away from my wife for 12 years, um, it's nice to be home and and be around my kids a little bit more. And we've got two little grandchildren now, too. So um, that's been a lot of fun.
0: What's that uh, dynamic been for you like now? How old are the grandkids?
2: Uh, One is three weeks old. just born. My youngest just had a little one, Kamea. And then my my oldest daughter, Cassidy, uh, last weekend, her daughter... um, just turned uh lily turned two so it's uh, been a great dynamic we've uh my wife and i have really really enjoyed it
0: so i kind of going to leave the mic open to the two of you if you've got any other question for each other or a comment uh to each other um i'm going to let you guys kind of go at it here so grant if you want to have something for bill and bill if you can think of something you always wanted to ask grant or comment or a story or anything like that go ahead have
1: you still got the place in palm springs no, we we've, we we've, we we've sold that
2: place. Um right now I'm I'm sitting on my couch in Hawaii. We moved to uh we moved all my stuff out of LA into Hawaii and this has always been our place. We we've come every Christmas uh since since I retired except for COVID and and this was a place that uh my wife Kelly came to uh as a kid every year at Christmas. So this is uh our new kind of uh stomping grounds to to get away every once in a while. So we did a, a flip flop, the the desert for for Maui.
1: That's a pretty good change, I'd say.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we're enjoying it. My big thing for you is, how are you enjoying uh, being in the, uh, doing the 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 broadcasting in the radio booth with uh, Coachella? Uh,
1: you know what? It's been fun. It's different, but it's been a lot of fun. I think the hardest part is, you like to be honest and simple and. Honest and simple sometimes means that you have to catch yourself from saying something that you shouldn't on air. (laughs) We've caught ourselves a couple of times. But, I mean, that's enjoyable. I mean, it's watching the game and being able to comment on it, but still being honest and true with the players. And I told the players at the beginning that if you suck, you still suck. If you're good, you're good. So we, we have a good understanding with the group of guys we have here. No, oh, it's good. Well, it must have been. It must have been exciting to have a run
2: like that for the for the first year there, and and um, you know you must have enjoyed that seeing seeing the the team play so well and 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 make a run at winning the winning the Calder Cup there. So that that must have been a great experience.
1: Yeah, I mean we've got great ownership here with the Lewicky brothers and Troy Bodie's done a great job of building a team, and now all of a sudden from being a non-hockey market to a hockey market that grew expectations over 365 days. So now half the battle is tempering the expectations. They kind of think it's going to be a run to the finals again, not realizing (laughs) that there's actually a lot of work and it's
2: hard. Yeah, no, for
0: sure. Hey, Bill, did you ever have an opportunity or did you ever have, you know, maybe a, an inkling or did you ever want to maybe do any sort of, you know, um, commentating, maybe an analyst here and there? Did, did that opportunity uh, ever create a possibility that maybe you wanted to try this?
2: I did try it. I tried it my my first year out. I went through the, um, through the Players Association. They had uh, a broadcasting seminar that was mm-hmm. available to players uh in at Quinnipiac okay. and I was actually went there with Glennie Anderson him and I were there and roommates uh there for for mm-hmm. the uh program and then I did a little bit with the with the uh Canucks um Vancouver Canucks I did uh a little bit of TV work and then I um the w- one year uh before i got into coaching I did um the pregame show uh, for the Canucks. So I I dabbled in it a little bit, but then I got into coaching. So that ended my, and it's hard. Like I I give, I got to give Grant credit because it's not easy to do. Um, And, uh, you know, you're you're put as a color guy, you're put on the spot very quickly and and you got to have something to say and and be ready to have something to say. So that's why I wanted to ask him because it's, uh, I, I give him full credit for what he's doing.
1: Did you enjoy it when you did it?
2: I did. Uh, the, the TV part was a little bit harder because um, I think you're, you're, you're sitting there, you're watching the game, and sometimes you get caught up in the game and then realize that you have to talk about a play that happened. Um, and you're going to the monitor real quick. Uh, you know, a, a goal scored, you think you know how it was scored, but you have to talk about it. And you're going to the monitor to make sure that you saw it the way it actually happened so that that was a, a real uh uh adjustment so i uh yeah i only did uh, one one game it was the uh, i think it was coming out of out of a break and they had uh, to start the season and they had every canadian team playing on on the on the same night but the the problem with our game was it came after uh a game that uh, was in Dallas, so it was delayed a little bit. And before we went to air, there was already four goals scored before we even went to air. So it was uh, a little bit of a tough time catching up right off the bat. Oh,
0: that's cool. Um, Bill, thanks so much for your time this morning. Enjoy uh, your time down in Hawaii. Enjoy being a a granddad for the second time. Um, It was good for you guys to kind of catch up as well. Appreciate your time. Thank you very much, uh, Bill. Appreciate it.
2: Well, I really appreciate you having me on, and, and uh, good luck with this, the, the two of you, and Grant's always a pleasure, um, you know, miss you, uh, teammate for life, so that's, it's, it's awesome.
1: It's my pleasure. I look forward to catching up again soon, whether it be this side of things or whether we run it in Hawaii one day. Yeah,
2: well, I might have to sneak into that new building in Coachella, because uh, I've driven by it a few times, it's pretty impressive.
1: But let me know. I'd be happy to look after you. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. That's Bill Ranford, uh, kind of our alumni report, uh, brought to you by Mr. Lube. Be winner ready at com. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Fierzy?
1: It's always fun. I mean, oh. that's the great part of having teammates that you have friends for life, is catching up with them, seeing what they're up to, mm-hmm. seeing where they're hanging out. So, yeah,
0: I enjoy that. Uh, you know, and the other thing too, Grant, when when we have you on every every week and even a lot of our, our other guests, we get people that say, you know, sometimes people get tired about the X's and O's and who's on the power play and this and that. I think they just want to have a little connection to an, an old player that they watch or an old teammate in your sense and things like that. So uh, really appreciate the, uh, the two of you coming on at the same time. That was just great. So uh, we're a little behind uh, the eight ball here, Grant, so we're going to have to pump the brakes, come back uh, to wrap. Things up. A lot of text to talk about this last interview, and the Oilers uh, uh, on the ice right now for pregame warm up. Uh, sorry, morning skate in Nashville, so we'll touch on that when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show with Grand Fear on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, a lot of texts coming in, uh, and I appreciate Bill Ranford coming on. And um, before we get to uh, one other personal text, uh, just these ones coming in. Brad, does Bill Ranford still work with the Kings? Yes, he does. We talked about that, and Grant asked him about his new role as a director of goaltending uh, with the Kings. Uh, Lalo says... Uh, Love the segment. Us listeners love this kind of stuff. Uh, well done. Enjoy Grant Fuhrer. That one comes in. Um, man, we got a lot going on. Uh, and Grant Fuhrer just uh, joins us every uh, Tuesday from 9 to 11. And uh, again, our listeners, these are the interviews that they want to kind of hear. And uh, it's neat. As a, as a host, I just got a text from Bill Ranford. And the text was all it says is Thanks, Kevin. Uh, that was fun. So thank you, Grant, for making that fun with Bill. I mean, anytime you talk about it, and we we just said anytime you talk about it with old friends and old teammates. Uh, I mean, what did Bill say? Oilers for life, friends for life, teammates for life, right?
1: It's true. We'll we'll all be Oilers forever, and that's the great part about it. And we'll always have a special bond with the city. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have grown up there, so I've been an oiler fan since WHA days. So it goes mm-hmm. back a little ways.
0: Um, that was neat, though. Uh, I think the miracle part of the, you know, the uh, interview when he was, um, you know, being the body double, as he said, for Jim Craig. Man, he was bang on. Like some of those saves that he was making in the movie, the barrel rolls and things like that. That was amazing to watch once they put that together.
1: Amazing to watch after you've retired. <laughs> if you don't really put your body through that anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's probably I, you know, Slap is always, you know, everyone's kind of go-to hockey movie, but that Miracle movie, man, that was such a good movie to watch and and again with the guys skating like the, the the NCAA college players and you know when they introduced all the or you know at the extra they said so and so is playing Jim Craig and that guy that's uh, I think his name was Eddie Kale, he's a real actor. Um A lot of the other guys were were college players that were kind of dabbling in acting. So, it was neat to see. Uh, What's on the go for you, Grant, this week, I guess? You know, is it weird to have uh, so many days off between games? Uh, Coachella Valley played Friday, right, against Bakersfield. And then when's the next game? Not till this weekend, correct?
1: Uh, Not till the 25th. So, we've got a nice little break. So, I'm going to sneak down to Pinehurst for three days (laughs) and play a little bit of golf. Yeah. I'll be back to watch our game, actually work our game on the 25th, and then I'm headed up to the city yeah. for the heritage.
0: So when are you back in Edmonton here? I was going to ask you about your schedule next week. What's what's going on?
1: Uh, let's see. After our game on the 25th, I'm going to fly up to Edmonton on the 26th, and then I've got to fly back down here on the 30th because we have our los Los Mertes game on the 31st.
0: So you guys, you play on Halloween night, right? That's correct? We do. Do you do you Is there a big promotion for that?
1: Oh, yeah. We've got special jerseys for it, and it's a big deal down here. Everybody loves their Halloween, so the fact that we get to play at home on Halloween night makes it pretty entertaining.
0: Oh, I mean, even again, you know what? The kids must come out, faces painted and everything like that. What's it like?
1: It is, and it's also... De Los Los Mertes, so the celebration of the Day of the Dead. Oh. So it just happens to fall on Halloween this year, so it's just going to be an entertaining night.
0: Man, that's lots of fun. Can't uh, wait for that game for sure. Uh, Oilers uh, on the morning skate. Uh, text coming in from Mark Spector. Looks like Campbell gets the start here in Nashville tonight. Not much of a surprise, and I would imagine you feel that he will have a bounce-back game tonight, Grant?
1: I do. I think both our goalies are good. It's just going to they'll get comfortable and they'll both be good I mean it's about patience and I know it's hard as a fan to have patience it's hard as a coaching staff to have patience but at the same time the less patience there is the more pressure you put on them and the harder it is for them Mm -hmm. so Uh,
0: did you feel like I mean you want to always want it like the goal the the goal scorers go I can't wait to get that first one out of the way as a goalie do you go I can't wait to get that first win out of the way
1: uh, you know what, if you have a bad first game, you can't wait to play the second one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great part about hockey is you play so often that you don't have to sit and think about it. I mean, for our guys here, the 10-day break, if we'd have played horrible, 10 days is a long time to have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're playing every second or third day, you don't get to think about it very long. And when I played, you had, I had a golden rule. You can think about it till you fall asleep. When you get up the next day, the sun comes out, it's shiny again, it's a new day, so you have to forget about the last game.
0: For sure, Oiler uh, lines from the morning skate: Kane, McDavid, Drysaddle, Fogel, Rnh, Hyman, Holloway, McLeod, Brown, Ernie, Yanmark, Ryan, Ekholm, with Bichard, Nurse, Cc, Kulak, and Broberg and uh camel gets the start in goal um hey thanks to all our guests today and uh, we started things off jim diamond from uh, the associated press uh covering the preds mark specter frank saravalli hey how about corb lund can you beat corb lund the country music artist uh, and uh man that song is really cool to listen to that song uh it's been, I don't know how many years, 15 years, just to hear that oil, oil's back in town uh, when it came out. Uh, Tyler Chuck from Oilers Nation. And, of course, Bill Ranford, uh, former NHLer and former teammate of our co-host every Tuesday, 9 to 11. Hey, Grant, thanks for this. Enjoy uh, the golf games and, uh, and, and have a good call this weekend in game number two for Coachella Valley. Thanks for coming on again this morning.
1: No, my pleasure. And we'll talk to everybody again next Tuesday.
0: You betcha. That's Grant Fuhrer. When we come back at the top of the hour, it is Fantasy Frenzy with former Ross Shep T-Bird. Conor Halley and the Duke of Deliburn. Brandon Douglas at 12 o'clock. Uh, low tide takes you to 2 o'clock. The low down with low tide. And great Jason Greger, 2 to 6 to close things out here uh, with our local program. And, of course, we've got Fox all night. Uh, until then, we will see you in the morning. Uh, Oilers in Nashville tonight. We'll have lots to talk about tomorrow at 7. Uh, coming up next is Fantasy Frenzy. Before that, here's a sports update with the Duke.